welcome back to the podcast episode 27. As always, you're here with Hoop, Saini, and the infamous ZZ Huncho. So the biggest headline that's popped up since we've last spoke has nothing to do with the NBA, but rather the son of a legend who is now a legend himself. Marcus Jordan is confirmed to be dating Scottie Pippen's ex-wife, Larsa. This is Michael Jordan's son. The only thing I know about him is that he owns the, the shop Trophy Room, which is way overpriced basketball shoes. But uh, he, I mean, what do you even say about this guy? The dog levels. That, that is different is the word to use. I'm not going to give him a W or an L because I'm so conflicted. Um, as a man, that is true. <laughs> as a man, as a man, it's a pretty big W or a pretty big L. I mean, not gonna lie. Um, but like, it's jokes at the same time, which is why I love it. Um, I guess Marcus wasn't always close with Scotty. I don't know, like the timeline. Maybe he was born or was like super young while him and Jordan were playing together. So like, he doesn't really care. Um, I don't know what Jordan thinks of it. Does Jordan even spend time with his kids like that for him to be able to say what they can and can't do? I don't know. I don't know the family. I don't know the the root of all this. But clearly they're not close if Marcus is out here, you know, pulling that ting. So I'm 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 just gonna leave it MJ's, at that. MJ is too busy watching the Charlotte Hornets fail. <laughs> bro, all all I'ma say is my man Marcus, bro. The when I when I read that, I literally was like, no way. Larsa is is the one I feel like, or however you say her freaking name, she's the one I feel like we got to be talking about. Because you went from dating Scottie Pippen and watching Michael Jordan's sons grow up to now dating Michael Jordan's, uh, what is it, his junior, I guess? I don't know what Marcus is. They both suck as basketball players, apparently. So I feel like the only way for them to keep the Jordan name relevant, besides their father himself, besides Black Jesus himself, is to go after Scottie Pippen's uh, former wife. And I can only assume that Marcus Jordan specifically listens to a lot of future. Uh, I can also assume that uh, that 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 Scotty is very upset, and he might be bringing out a, a sequel to his to his book. He already slandered Michael Jordan a lot in that book that dropped. What was it last summer? So MJ was like, "All right, bet I take that personal. Call up Marcus for the first time in seven years and be like, hey, who you date?'" And he's probably gonna be like, "No one," because you know I'm a bust. And then MJ's like, I got a girl for you. Let me call Larsa real quick. And then he he puts Larsa onto his son. That's crazy. That's genuine. He took it that personal. That, it, it, that was, personal. it was all MJ's doing. The the Michael MJ. Somewhere Michael Jordan is sitting uh, with his hands like ZZ Huncho and, and with a cat, with a cat in his lap, just stroking that thing. Pause. Just stroking that thing. And and just looking at all the tabloids and laughing with a cigar in his mouth. I can I can only assume. I said pause. So 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 yeah. That's all I got though. Have you guys ever been to a trophy room? With the one I'm talking about? Mm-mm. It's the most mid store ever. So I'm glad Marcus is on to bigger and better things. Everything in there is like five hundred dollars. <laughs> I went in there, I was on vacation somewhere and I saw one and it was like, oh, run by Michael Jordan's son. Awful shop. But um, I'm, I'm glad he's in the media for something since his basketball career never panned out. But uh, never even started. <laughs> we have a show to run. And getting into today's show, we have two segments. One's Mock GM. The other is This or That. Um, so it might be quick, but it's also going to be a great discussion. Uh, 
there's a bunch of struggling NBA teams, a bunch of teams that are in positions that they didn't think they'd be in. So I want to run around the, or ask around the room, if you guys were the GM of this franchise, what would your next steps be to get them back on track? Starting off with some obvious ones. Let's do the Brooklyn Nets. Saney, what would you do? To be fair, I think the Nets are already back on track um, ever since firing Steve Nash. I believe they're 4-1 since then, and their one loss came from the Lakers last night. So they went on a winning streak right after they fired Steve Nash. I think that was 110% the direction that they should have went in. And if I was the GM, uh, if you asked me this question two weeks ago, that's the first thing I would have told you. Um, I think at this point, it's just about sticking together. Um, they clearly know how to win basketball games. I really like the the rise of their role players, Royce O'Neal, Nick Claxton. Kevin Durant is going to be Kevin Durant. When Kyrie comes back, I, I hate how people are saying the Nets are 4-1 without Kyrie. No, no, no. They're 4-1 without Steve Nash. Let's let's relax on that. And Seth Curry just came back. He dropped 22 in his first game back. Uh, I believe he didn't play against the Lakers. Correct me if I'm wrong, but... Um, you know, to have like pivotal guys like that come back, and then once Kyrie comes back, I feel like they'll take a whole another level of being back to, you know, a, a dominant basketball team. Um, as the GM, I, I'm kind of just riding this out now because it's like, you know what? We took care of the one or a huge issue. I'm not going to say the one, obviously. A huge issue in Steve Nash, and the replacement so far has been doing wonders. They've been winning games against teams that they should be winning against. And at this point, it's just, let's, let's see what happens. Let's see if this is just a streaky run or if it's truly what we needed to do. I agree. Uh, I think that for Brooklyn, there isn't anything else they could possibly do as a team. Um, what did you say? What did you say? I was I saying you're, cut, you're cutting Ooh. out, but you're good now. Okay. All right, cool. So for me, uh, the Brooklyn Nets can't do uh, any more damage than they've already done. Um, I want to say to the represent to the reputation of the franchise itself, because we've seen Brooklyn try and buy into a championship before with that stupid lineup of Joe Johnson and Darren Williams and Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett and all of that. So they've tried to do this before. This time they gave us the remix with Katie and Kyrie and James Harden for a point, and then Ben Simmons now and with Steve Nat. Like the Brooklyn, that's just they just. They're weird. They're they're frustrating to watch sometimes or to be able to sometimes it's hard to comprehend a lot. And then they do something completely different. Um, I think that with Steve Nash being fired, that was a great move because Steve Nash was nothing more than a cone of a coach that just let players walk either right past him or over him. Uh, they brought in my man Jacques and he's been doing a pretty good job. Like Saney said, I hate people that are like, oh, they're they're winning now without Kyrie. That's not the case whatsoever. You implement Kyrie into those wins. They probably win by more. Um, Kyrie isn't an issue for this team at all on the court whatsoever. He's still Kyrie Irving. Like he said, bringing against uh, Seth Curry, uh, coming back from his injury and all of that. Royce O'Neal has been a great addition. I didn't even think he was going to be this good of an addition for the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, but they picked him up, and that was a great that was a great pickup. Nick Claxton seems to be uh, still kind of a little uh, inefficient in terms of when he's making a big impact on wins, on games specifically, or if he's kind of being a little shallow. And Ben Simmons, geez Louise, something's got to happen with Ben Simmons. I don't know what it is. I really, I, I need y'all's help with this one. I don't know if they could, they can't, they can't trade him again, right? That, that, I just, I just don't think that that's a, I don't know if it's trade. No, I don't know what he is on the trade. He's more, he's more valuable on the team, even at this horrible, right. horrible form. I think you just got to be strict. I think with Kyrie coming back, I do think he's a big defensive liability. 
And mm-hmm. while Nash being gone and the energy in the room being hyped up, like that's definitely part of them having a better defense. But Kyrie's also a liability. I think you've got to be really strict on putting players in their place and making it like a top-down organization as opposed to KD and Kyrie running everything because we know that doesn't work. They put in a new coach. It's starting to work. Like they, They're making the decisions now. So you got to trust the front office, even if they're you know, dumb at times for letting them bring in James Harden and all that stuff. Um, so I think it's more of a force thing and a change in the, the outlook of the team as opposed to like making a move. I think it's got to be like a change in demeanor, if that makes sense. We have nothing else. Uh, we can move on to our next team. We'll do the Lakers later. Let's do the Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh my a lot god! Of people said, "I mean, we already saw it coming. We we already talked about that last episode." But they, people had them as a top seed. What do they got to do? They got to get rid of D'Lo, man. Him and Ant don't work in the backcourt. I think D'Lo restricts Ant from truly tapping into his potential because he takes away from Ant having the ball in his hands. Um, now I don't watch full Minnesota Timberwolves games. The only two full games I've watched were when they played the Thunder. But at, uh, many points, and and even on the internet, I'll see clips surfacing of Ant just not being involved in the play at all. He sits there with his arms on his hips, like hands on his hips, doesn't even care. Um, D'Lo, on the other hand, I think he's had one good game this season. He dropped 30 the other night, but other than that, he's been terrible efficiency-wise. Not the point guard that we used to know D'Angelo Russell to be, obviously. I still think he has a little bit of trade value where you could get rid of him and still get something in return right now. And I think that's the move to make because at this point, you're just... It doesn't really matter what you're getting in return for D'Angelo Russell because the way I see it, you're just hindering Anthony Edwards' potential. Um, I don't think it's more so the addition of Rudy Gobert. I think it's more so the pairing of D'Angelo Russell. So, yeah, D'Lo got to go. I agree uh, with D'Lo having to go um, because Hoop talked about this prior to the season starting, and it was kind of like a – I think Sandy also uh, touched on it too – but there was a thought of what Sadie just said, D'Lo taking away Anthony Edwards' minutes, taking away his, not his minutes, but his, uh, his touches, to the point where Anthony Edwards is sitting there looking like, not a liability, but just just, just there, like just not doing anything. And I think for the betterment of this team, being that Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns are their one-two punch, it seems that they're building around, take D'Angelo Russell away. He still definitely has some trade value somewhere. Um, but like he said, he's not the same D'Lo that we once knew. I thought that D'Lo going to Minnesota when he first got there was a great look because of how young they were. But at the same time, when your second best player is also one of your youngest and he's playing the position of, of shooting guard and he's going to need the ball in his hands with, with, the, with today's, the way today's game is, um, he's going to need the ball in his hand more. It's that simple. Um, I still do not believe in the Rudy Gobert trade, but maybe if D'Angelo Russell leaves, then, then maybe I'll see something a little bit different. But as of right now, Rudy Gobert looks more in the way than uh, Taco Fall at a McDonald's. But it's just, it, it's just uh, like, I need to see something. Something's got to happen. Right now, Minnesota's pretty mid to me. Uh, they, they haven't overachieved at all in my book. They haven't underachieved really either. They're just like, meh. Um, and they have been pretty meh for the past like few seasons. So the only way I see this team going up, uh, and at least making it into the playoffs, is is maybe a D'Lo trade and getting something back from him. I don't know what you would get back for him, but whatever you can get, maybe some valuable bench pieces, some more valuable bench pieces, maybe uh, another three uh, and D guy. I don't know, but something. Yeah, D'Lo's got to be the one uh, right now because Rudy just got there. So yeah. If I'm the Timberwolves, um, 
I, I just want to say I saw a YouTube video on D'Lo's struggles. And when the Timberwolves play a lineup of Jordan McLaughlin, Jalen Noel, Anthony Edwards, Torian Prince, and Nas Reed, they have, like, league highs in net rating, which is the difference between the offensive and defensive rating. Like, like, I think top three in the league. Um, and it's close to the bottom when they play with D'Lo, Ant, Cat, Gobert, and whoever, the, and uh, McDaniels. So I think McLaughlin needs the starting job. D'Lo needs to go. And I don't know who they'd get as a backup. I think you just flip him for a technically worse point guard, but it's a better fit because D'Lo's awful right now. I'd get like a Derrick Rose. I don't want Derrick Rose and Timberwolves. I mean, unless they're going to contend right now, but they need, they need a steady hand. Um, I really like McLaughlin. I don't know if he's an NBA starter, but he's a really nice backup. But they just need someone who's going to be a primary ball handler uh, or be, have capabilities to be a primary ball handler, but mainly a distributor as opposed to D-Lo the scorer so Ant could get those playmaking duties and actually expand his game. There is no reason for Ant to be scoring 10 points in a basketball game. I think that's what he had the other night when D'Lo had 30, Cat had like 28. There's no reason for him to be standing around or else you're just not maximizing the team. So I think they need to get just someone to play the point that is capable but doesn't need touches like that. So I agree. Trade D'Lo. Next team, next team. Uh, let's do the Lakers. Sandy, start with D. Perfect. Anthony Davis, go. Go, go, go away from Los Angeles. Get traded. Now, D, D, Anthony Davis was playing great the other day. I'm not hitting on Anthony Davis as a player. I'm hitting on Anthony Davis in a yellow jersey. Um, I think there's too many, too many instances where I can think of where Anthony Davis just didn't come through. Russell Westbrook is playing great off the bench. He's going to be sixth man of the year. I called it the second they put him off the bench. You guys called me out for it. And now look at the odds. He's number one in the race. Westbrook is, is great off the bench. It's exactly what they need off the bench, especially because their second line never does anything. I think you get rid of Anthony Davis and bring in a bunch of guys that can, not necessarily a second co-star beside LeBron James maybe, but like a bunch of like really, really good players to have on a basketball team. Um just get rid of him. It's not working. Trade him while he still has value. Maybe you can even get some picks for the next few seasons because, you know, your next first-round pick is after 2025. The Pelicans own everything you have up until 2025. So try and get some draft compensation back because whatever you're doing right now isn't going to work. The league is too strong for you to contend unless you make some insane blockbuster fleece that we've we've never seen thus far in NBA history. Um, I think it's genuinely like the only way out of this hole is to get rid of their young, not even young starting. I don't even know how old Anthony Davis is, but I'm sure you can get something for him. You know, just try and try and save yourself at this point. It's not going to work. Save yourself a few bucks on luxury tax because you're overpaying a bunch of guys. And that's, that's the only thing I can think of. See, here's my thing. Uh, when, when, when trying to analyze the Lakers, I've realized that over the course of the last season, I've said this in a couple of TikToks, uh, who to blame is always the thing with, with Laker Nation and, and, and the media and NBA fans. And what I mean by who to blame is who's to blame for the Lakers' struggles. They're currently sitting at 3 and 10, right? So putting Russ off the bench, which is something that I think all three of us have called before the season started, was bringing Russ off the bench, even last season. Um, and it's working numbers. Russ has so much more free roam and free will to do whatever he wants, to lead the offense, to play Russell Westbrook type of Russell Westbrook style of basketball. So in terms of who to trade, I don't think you should trade Russ at this point. 
because I think if you do trade Anthony Davis, he still has a lot of trade value. And the reason that I would trade Anthony Davis is specifically because of his injury history. That's it. His injury history is is so questionable and has been pretty much the the, the killer for the Lakers, especially since they, when they got knocked out of the first round by the Suns, right? It was, oh, Anthony Davis didn't play. And then the next year, Anthony Davis played like 30 games. And now we're here and we have games like the other night against Brooklyn where Anthony Davis goes stupid, partially because Brooklyn doesn't have a freaking center, but whatever. Um, he goes stupid. And we're sitting here like, well, they're still three and 10. Uh, somebody's got to get moved. You can't move Darvin Ham. You already let Vogel go because you remember when they blamed Vogel for their struggles? No, it wasn't Vogel. It was not Vogel. It was what Vogel had to freaking coach. Nothing. An, an abomination of a team that was once a championship team in 2020. And the way that that team was constructed looks like Jeannie Buss, Buss actually like had some brain cells to work with. But I've noticed another thing too. I watched a YouTube video yesterday and it was on LeBron James led teams and how LeBron and the, pay, the, the, the player empowerment that he has and the influence that he has on GMs plays a massive part in a lot of, in a, in a lot of uh, you know, for his, his team's success or failures. So when we date back to Cleveland, 2018, uh, for example, when he had Rose and D. Wade and all of them, the, the, a, freaking, a freaking class reunion, when he had that, we were, I was literally sitting there at the age of like 16, 17, wondering, how the hell, how the hell can you do this? That failed, and then you got guys like the uh, Cleveland's former GM who was there with LeBron since he got there. That, mom, that dude was losing hair by the time he left Cleveland. And it was because of you, you, when you have LeBron James, we have LeGoat James, you, you have to, you know, you have to listen to what he, what he offers up, right? That's what it is. He said, I want Russ. Fine. Jeannie and, and Rob Palenka. Yeah, we'll go get Russ. Now I think Jeannie and Rob are kind of tired of LeBron, LeBron, you know, kind of inputting what he wants on, on a team, but he's also in year 20 and this isn't, the, and this is probably like throughout the worst 13 stretches we've seen LeBron James play in his career, safe to say, right? So I don't think LeBron has that same, that same, uh, what's the word? Like that same, uh, I can't think of the word, but he doesn't have that same willpower to, to be able to be like, yeah, go make this move. I think Jeannie and Rob are kind of just like, hey, you know what? We're going to make moves that we, to where we see fit. So Anthony Davis might be that one guy off the table. And where would he go? I don't know. But the Lakers need, they need uh, a three-point shooting for sure. Bring in some three, trade AD, bring in some three and D guys, bring in some veterans, get you a Rondo again, get you, some, and they got Schroeder, they got Dennis coming back. So he's going to be taking the starter, uh, uh, starting role. Patrick Beverly, if Dennis, if Dennis comes back, Patrick Beverly better be a defensive menace. And I mean that by he better shoot at least four shots a game and maybe have two, like 1.8 steals. Like that's his role. What Hoop said with Brooklyn, right? Top to bottom, you need to give guys roles. The Lakers need to to establish guys' roles. You got Lonnie Walker out here, one night wanting to dunk on everybody, and the other night wanting to shoot threes. Anthony Davis, prime example. One night at going out there getting 35 and 18, the next night he's shooting 35 shots and made 18 of them. It's like, what what are you doing? So yeah, the Lakers just are still dysfunctional. By the way, uh, they still got Scottie Pippen Jr. Shout out to him. Sorry about your dad, but whatever. Um, they got a lot of guys. They got a lot of guys. They got a lot of young guys. Matt Ryan. Like, the Lakers have guys where it's like, ah, this random guy on this random night can send us to double overtime or send us to overtime. And it's just like, ah. But Anthony Davis is the guy that I think right now is the biggest dude that's on the table. And I don't think Russ is anymore because of how he's been doing off the bench. What can you specifically do with Anthony Davis to make him play better? He's already starting. He's healthy. 
Like, what do you what do you do besides tell them, hey, play like a big this game? They're probably gonna get sick and tired of that. Ship him, uh, build the team again, and and like you said, some fleece trade. You're gonna need something like that, something that's gonna break the internet. That's all I'm seeing from the, for the Lakers. Yeah, I agree. I I think on top of AD, they should just get rid of everyone. I know that's tougher than it sounds, but I saw another video today comparing Luka to LeBron in that when a player is that good that early in their career, it's difficult to build around them because you know they're going to be, you know, max from the jump. And to get them what they want, it requires you to move around a lot of things, which oftentimes sacrifices young players. So LeBron's at a point where he's been on, you know, different so-called super teams where they'll bring in superstars and older role players to help him win now. But he's at a point in his career where I don't want to call it a farewell tour, but it's definitely the very back end. Um, and he, they have, the Lakers have no young talent with upside. They have young players, no young talent with serious upside. Um, like, yeah, who's, Matt Ryan's not going to do anything aside from, you know, shoot a couple threes. Uh, Wenyan Gabriel, like, he's, he's nice. He's not going to become anything. Uh, so I think it's just the LeBron curse that when he gets talent like Russ and AD, he's not going to have young talent with it. And obviously this was a lot of his fault because I don't think Russ should have been in LA in the first place, but that's what you got to live with. And I think the Lakers should not want to live with it anymore. So I think they ship him. I don't know who would take him because I'll, I'll be completely honest. If I'm a GM, I don't know if I want LeBron James on my team, unless I am like maybe the Phoenix Suns or the Portland Trailblazers where you have a secondary star and all you need is like, a centerpiece and you kind of hope that LeBron's going to get it back for that season, which I mean, I think you would. Those are the only kind of teams that I would want him for. And even then your, your championship window is so short because he's getting so old. Um, I don't have, I don't know what destination would want to have him, but if you could ship him, I'd do that and just try to mass rebuild this team. Cause real be rebuilding teams right now are getting Paid like they're they're yeah. they're getting paid off for all their work. The Rockets have a nice young core. The th look at the Thunder right now, and they tanked for years. I I mean I, I think a part of it too is the attitude of LeBron, uh, and I know it's tough to play with what he's playing with, but I I just imagine the situation if you put Shea instead of LeBron, I don't see them being three and ten. I don't I don't see that, and I know see, we're gonna get into a Shea debate like after this, but yeah, I just don't think LeBron's the same. See, here's my thing too, uh, and. Adding on top of that, where you're saying LeBron isn't the same, uh, what I noticed when, what I've noticed over the court, just since LeBron's been in LA, uh, 2020, they win the championship, right? And then 2021 hits, the, the Suns, the Suns go stupid. And I was one of those creators that was like, I can see the Suns beating the Lakers in a seven-game series, even if they had AD healthy, even with LeBron. Like, we're, I feel like we're past, we're past the... We're past the the days of people being like, okay, if you got Braun, you're good. Like Shannon Sharp isn't even saying that anymore for good reason because there is no like when LeBron changed, even when LeBron changed his number back to six, people were like, oh Miami LeBron, shut up! You knew for a fact that this man is forty thousand years old. LeBron is not carrying teams through the Eastern Conference anymore, especially not through this Eastern Conference, not through the Western Conference either. He wouldn't even done that even if he was in the Western Conference back then because the Western Conference has been tough for 15 years. No, no, no. Prime LeBron, like, Prime LeBron is going through the East. Right. This East. Yes, Prime LeBron can Prime easily LeBron's carry. Prime LeBron's going through. 
carried through. Prime this LeBron's East, going 100%, through this East. One hundred percent. You're taking Prime LeBron against Giannis in a seven game series. Yep. And and that yep. and that I, Yes. The Celtics. Yes. Who does he have on his team? The Celtics too. He doesn't have anyone. Like that. Care. That, that prime, logic. That prime logic has LeBron failed James, him. 2018. Prime LeBron James. The only reason you think that conference was easy is because he made it look easy. I don't think you're understanding how good so, of a player LeBron was. LeBron dominates the Eastern Conference in any era he is in. I don't care what year it is. Any year you pull up, if you give me prime LeBron James, he is dominating that Eastern Conference. Let's not let's not bring this up. Come on. Did you just say any era? Because don't don't even get me started right there. Except so for me, Jordan. This, this, except for Jordan. Except oh, for Jordan. Oh, okay, except cool. For Jordan. Anyway, moving But if forward, you give LeBron a good team, he still beats him. I'm talking about LeBron out on, on his own. The only team the Bulls, okay, sure, I'll take I'll take the Jordan Bulls beating whatever Eastern Conference team LeBron's on. But LeBron James Prime runs through any Eastern Conference. Any. It's so such can we a compare game? No, hold up. It's it such is. a different game from ten years ago. It's such a different game. Like why? You, like why are y'all acting like twenty eighteen was four years ago? Twenty eighteen was four years ago. No, it's Jason it's Tatum so was nineteen. Different. It's so Jason Tatum different. was nineteen. And I Jay love LeBron. LeBron. I still think. Jason and the thing Tatum. Is you guys are forgetting. It's not just gonna be LeBron James versus. Oh, so whole by team. by like, running end. through by running through, are you saying just like four or five game series just? Clean no, 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 no. Like, he's dominating he's the East. True. He's dominating the East. If it's a seven-game series, he's winning. He's I dominating it. I just he's dominating it if you whatever. give him... If you give him... If you give LeBron, like, something... He's giving you no reason. This. He has time and time again proved that there is no reason to doubt that man in his prime. I can't, I can't say LeBron will lose because he has given me no reason to prove you will. Bro, you can't name yeah, one okay, year uh, since 2011. The issue, the issue is Giannis was, is the East guy <laughs> it's, it's the best now. Player in the and we've right never, never seen him. Like that's, that's, that's only if you want to say it, over a five-year stretch that LeBron gets to the finals three times, I'll say absolutely. But five right. out of five is tough in this East. That is tough. this Eastern Conference is nothing like 2018. If it's a prime LeBron James against any team in the East. I'm taking the prime LeBron. He's giving me no reason oh, to prove that he wins. That's not a crazy thing to say. That's not a crazy. It's not a crazy thing to say. It's not a crazy thing to say. But he hasn't seen this other stuff. Sure, 100. percent Sure, 100. You know what? You're right. 100. percent But I haven't seen Giannis go to the finals every year for nine, ten straight years. I've seen LeBron do that. Giannis has given me no reason of no indication on why he would be prime LeBron in a series. LeBron has given me every indication in the world on why he would run through a conference every indication in the world that's why if you were to put a gun to my head right now and ask me prime lebron james or whatever team in the east i have to choose lebron james because the numbers back lebron james the records back lebron james don't give me that face what no, did no, I say no, that i'm choosing wrong? i'm sure if you if i had a gun to my head and i had to pick whether it's lebron's team or Giannis's team i'm taking lebron but over five or six years i think Giannis can scrape one or two sure because the team the team defense that kind of stuff if, if i'm saying one of one like i'm taking lebron obviously my money's on lebron right. any any year Year. Between the two of those two, it's gonna if be you, a hard. But to me, but to me, 100%. I see your point where it's like, oh, over five years, I see Giannis scraping one, sure. But I saw LeBron, do, bro. What was his streak? Nine, ten years? I can't, I can't disregard that. I can't. Nine, nine to ten years. Half those years running through the Barneys. No, with Kyle Lowry and Demar Derozan. Okay, but th like, those teams like, regular season records, regular season what records. We, they were like they were at, number what one we seeds. At, what do you mean? They're still good teams. LeBron okay. just made them look trash. LeBron Sandy, made them Sandy. look trash. They were not Sandy, trash Sandy, as a team. Sandy, Sandy. LeBron made them look trash. That Raptors team, Demar and Kyle Lowry to Tatum and Brown. Yeah, but I'm comparing LeBron sweeping Demar and Kyle Lowry to playing a seven game series against Tatum and Brown. That's the difference. Okay. That's the difference. And since it's a seven game series, I think it's a tougher ask to do. 
Because if I he's I not going to sweep. I think it's a tougher. No, I'm not saying. I never said sweep. I said he would run through the. No, East. no, I know you said that. But since I mean, it's going to be a tougher series, through. I think it's easier to lose a tougher series. So every once in a while, every three or so years, he could have a Eastern Conference sure, Finals. Exit. Sure, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I'm saying gun to my head. LeBron has given yes, me every yes. reason to say that yes. I have gun to, to my head. That's what I'm not my head. Because you guys are saying hypothetically they could 100%. Any year, any any team can win. It's the NBA. Mm -hmm. But the chances say LeBron James. The numbers say LeBron James. I'll say this. I'll say this. I'll say this. Gun to my head, if you were to tell me that we have two teams, and on these teams is 2018 Braun and some scrubs, and whatever year are Giannis and some scrubs, I'm taking 2018 Braun and them scrubs. I'm just saying if you put 2018 Braun against – like the Milwaukee Buck defending champions of the uh, the Milwaukee Buck champions of 2021, I'm taking the Bucks because Kevin Durant couldn't even beat them, and he played two straight games fully. I like Kevin Durant. It, Kevin, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. First of all, Kevin Durant lost on on an inch off his foot, and you're comparing that to 2018 right. LeBron James. Think about that. I'm saying. And Kevin Durant I'm had nobody this. on his I'm team either this. because Kyrie was Kevin, injured and James Kevin Harden Durant's was playing on game seven performance. Kevin Durant's Game 7 performance is all-time, is an all-time well, Game 7 performance. 2018 LeBron is so, the top so I'm three saying, player I'm ever. Yeah. You put no, 2018 LeBron. No, I'd put, I'd put the, the 2013 Heat LeBron up there. I'm putting that, yeah, 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 You know what, yeah. But, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. You know what, Z? I'll tell you this right now. If you put 2018 LeBron James instead of that Kevin Durant that year, it doesn't even go to Game 7. They win in six games. They win in six games. The Are team would fit him too. The team would. The, the Brooklyn Nets win. The, the Brooklyn Nets don't even take okay. the Bucks to six games, okay, seven okay. games. They win that. before the seventh game. They win by six. I think they win in six, because it was the Nets were up three two, and they lost because because they couldn't pull through. You think LeBron James well, up I mean, three two? He's not gonna pull through, bro. So 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 I'm taking. We're taking all of the things into account. Like LeBron would lose Kyrie again. He yeah, have half yeah. of James yes. Harden. It's, a, yes. it's yes. a crazy hypothetical because there's but so much different. Sure. Like, like, come on now. There. Like, we're I, just no, like, no, yeah, sure. I, I would still, sure. still, he's gonna do still, it. because you know what the hey, Brooklyn Nets offense was? I'm give, not mad at Give you. Kevin Durant the ball and hope it works out. Every play, because they didn't have anything yeah. else, right? Correct? Imagine you put 2018 LeBron. Bro, 2018 LeBron dropped a damn near 50-point triple-double in game one of the NBA Finals against the greatest team of all time. And then got swept. So, yeah, why though? Why? Why did he get like? A look, at the, fan. look at the no, yeah, like like bro, like look fan. at the situation. Like you can't even lie. They, sh they should have taken game one first of all. JR's they should have like, taken game that one. That was a they different level game. of like I play with scrubs. That team was right, genuinely right. a different level of I. Play. Your second best player was Jordan Clarkson, and it wasn't the Jordan Clarkson on Utah. It wasn't the Jordan Clarkson. Ke Kevin Love wasn't even your second best player, bro. You're starting. <laughs> you are starting J.R. Smith at the tail end of his career. That's where LeBron James was in 2018. He had to start J.R. Smith at the tail end of J.R. Smith's career, and he still made it to the finals. That's all I'm going to say. Let's move on because we don't got time yeah. to, to go into this like crazy. But that, like, I'm just saying, like, it's not crazy to think that LeBron James would still dominate the East if he it's, was playing his prime in this era. Um, that's all I'm going to say. I got we you. definitely got to circle back to another LeBron debate in a next episode because that was already starting to get really good. That was, but, good. No, that was good. That was good. Yeah. So we're going to do a this or that segment. We've done it with John Stockton before. It's made a great clip, so we want to do it again. Uh, who is the better basketball player right now? Shea Gilgis-Alexander or this player? Shea, uh, SGA or Zach Levine? Shea. SGA. Jalen Brown. 
that's a tough one because Jalen Brown, I feel like the fact that he plays beside Jason Tatum, he doesn't look as good on the on in, in the box score. But if you actually watch watch Celtics games, you'll know it's Jalen Brown. Like he dominates. I'll, I'll sure. give it to Jalen Brown. I'll give it to JB strictly because of the defense. Shea's a good defender. No, Shea is. Whoa, 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 Shea averages like over like one point eight blocks a game and like two point something steals. Wait, so Sadie, why, like, why, why, why would you take Jalen? So why would you not take I, SGA? Like, I, I think I, it's harder to take, uh, Levine over Shea. I think really? I easily, I, I take Shea over Jalen. I think it's finals bias. I don't. I, I, I okay, just, I, I think I'm, it's the maybe. fact that I think it's the fact that like, Jalen Brown I, can't dribble. What? what <laughs> No, no, I'm being straight. Okay, 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 okay. And you know, okay, I'm, I'm thinking SBA. I'm thinking SBA. You know what? You know what? I am kind of. I'm right, looking at right. it. I'm looking at it from a team's perspective because the Celtics win, and I'm. I, I guess I would actually. Honestly, I would take Shea. <laughs> I just look at the fact that the Celtics are 11 and three, and Jalen Brown is a part of the best duo in the NBA. But that also is a majority, like a, a big part of that plays with Jason Tatum as well and the Celtics as a team. So I guess, like, I, I yeah, no, that, that yeah. I, I'm kind of, I'm think, giving Jalen uh, Brown the benefit of, of his team rather than the benefit of him as a player. When, yeah, when so Saney I'm gonna said say that. Shea. I'm going to say Shea. When Saney said I'll that he was looking at it from a perspective of Jalen Brown being alongside Jason, that was my thing. Because I've told y'all, if, if Jalen Brown's on his own team, I think he's going to cook. He's going to be, he's going to be just as up there in the numbers as Jason Tatum. I, but you're right, I don't think he so. can't dribble. He can't dribble. You're right. He can't dribble. It's, it's hard to be a primary option when you can't dribble. <laughs> <laughs> I think he would be a low tier number one. Like very like I don't want to say Keldon Johnson low, but not much higher. Like I Jay, no, I'm being well, first off, you're underrating Keldon Johnson. It's a hot take though. It's a hard. Under- I, I stay. I, I Kellen Johnson on my fantasy team. I keep up with them every day. I have to. But I'm saying Jalen Brown when you're you're a first option as more of a dribble drive to the bucket score and spot up shooter. He's not that's operating a all that much. That's yeah. it's a second option type of player. Yeah. I don't think he'd do all that well. Yeah, no, I'll option. take. Shea. I think I, I think, think the Celtics are more of a a team driven organization as opposed to the duo. I think I I take Shea over Jalen Brown. Shea. Next up. Devin Booker. I'm taking D Book. Um, Shea is that good? I don't I'm care. I mean, if you, I'd I think I'd lean Book. I, I'm definitely taking Book over Jalen Brown. I'd probably go Book here, but I'll give you I don't my blame reasoning you. why. I'll give you my reasoning why because it's like like thank you for addressing that it's not a hot take. Thank you for no Shea. Shea is that good. Shea is that. I will say this. The reason I'm going to take Shea, and you know what you could say, it's the fact that Devin Booker's game has definitely gotten way better since he first started in the league. But I don't. I, I feel like Devin Booker, the reason his game has elevated so much is a product of him playing beside Chris Paul. Um, I feel like Shea in his second season got to play with Chris Paul, and we saw the jump in numbers Shea took because he was beside Chris Paul. And the second Chris Paul left, Shea took a dip in efficiency. Um... Like, his numbers looked better, but he wasn't a better player. And then it wasn't until, like, this season where he really tapped into his potential. I feel like if you gave Shea Chris Paul beside him in the backcourt, where you have Chris Paul, like, get, like setting you up the same way he sets up Book, it's a different story. Like, like Shea becomes a different... Like, the, the Thunder are not only playoff, a playoff team, they're a top two, top three seed team in the West. That's the difference, I think, that Chris Paul would make for that team. And that's why I say Shea, because I feel like D-Book, he really got that jump in his game where we considered him a first all-team NBA player and the Suns are contenders when he started playing beside Chris Paul. Now, I'm not saying Devin Booker is a bad player whatsoever. I think Devin Booker is, is a, a very high all-star. I don't think he's a superstar, but I think he's a very high-level star in this league. Um, 
But I personally, as a player, I would take Shea. I think Shea has a deeper bag. I think efficiency-wise, Shea is there up there with D-Book. And I think Shea does more on the defensive end than D-Book does. I think Shea definitely makes more of an impact on winning. I think Shea is more clutch than D-Book. Um, if you were to give me a player and ask who would you rely on more, I would take Shea Gojo's Alexander. And I don't think that's crazy to say. I, I, I really don't. Yeah, it's not crazy to say. I mean, the one thing that is going to be like people viewing this might think is it hasn't been consistent for Shea. We haven't seen it for a full season or whatever with this level of play, with the 30-plus scoring. Um, the one thing I'd Fair say enough. with Book is that since he's on a winning team, I don't know if his numbers would go up if he was playing on a team like the OKC Thunder, even though the Thunder are pretty solid. Um, I just have to see Shea next to a co-star to see what his numbers would look like. That's why I'm not you know, I'm torn about it, but definitely not a hot take to have Shea over. Next up, DeMar DeRozan. Shea. Shea. I don't know, man. I mean, DeMar I, is I, the, the only tough. issue because I know he's tough. not DeMar good in the playoffs. Is. I know he's not good in the playoffs, but DeMar DeRozan is one clutch man. And it's a different position when you're playing. Clutch, he is. I mean, clutch for I, sure. I, I think Shea is more of a point guard. I think he should be listed as a point guard because that's what he does. He's a playmaking point guard. But when you're comparing him to a small forward, you have to compare the duties. You know, DeMar is not supposed to be this offense initiator. So I don't know if you want to look at it from an all-rounded perspective. As a total basketball player, Shea is more complete. But at the same time, I I mean, I think DeMar is a more of a high-level scorer than Shea. I think I, now. I take Shea for the exact reason you just said because you're looking at I'm looking right. at it from all around like as a basketball player. Who is the more complete basketball player? Who would you rather build your team around? Not considering age or anything. Just mm -hmm. their skill level, what level they're at right now. I would take Shea. But I do understand your point where it's like DeMar fits his role. Not only does he fit it, he excels at it. He does what he's told or what, what he, he is needed to do. Um, but that's not the question here. The question is who's the better basketball player? So that's why I have to take Shea Gilgis Alexander. If I did have to build around someone, I'm taking Shea. So I guess that's exactly. the answer. That, that's how I looked at it. That's how I looked at it. Uh, De'Aaron Fox. Shea. Shea. Okay. Now and I'll this say one... Shea. And I'll Wait. tell you. No. And I'll tell you why Shea. Because De'Aaron Fox has been on that Kings team since 2017. You could say the same situation, if not worse, team around him than Shea Gilgis. And he has not, like, in the box score, he looks good, sure. But if you watch those Kings games compared to watching a Thunder game, and I do watch a few Kings games here and there because they're the easiest to illegally stream. Um, it's 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 kind of like I'm not gonna say it's uh, clear. He didn't say that. He didn't say that. Uh, I mean, illegally <laughs> so on no, NBA no, League Pass, number one streaming service. Um, listen, I'm taking Shea because Shea in less time and and less time than De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox has had much more time to tap in into that Kings team than Shea has with the Thunder. Shea in less time with De'Aaron Fox has shown way more potential with the Thunder in terms of winning basketball. I don't see the Kings ever becoming a threat in the West with De'Aaron Fox as that number one option. I can 110% see Shea take the Thunder to be, once again, a top four, four seed in the West and a team that you are dreading to play in the playoffs. Um, and don't tell me, oh, it's a product of the Thunder and they built around him way better and all this stuff. If anything, on paper, the Kings have a better team. The Kings have a better team than the Oklahoma City Thunder, yet we perform better than them, yet we come through in the clutch better than them, yet I would rather a game on the line, Martians come to earth, death beam, whatever that, that quote is, and you're asking me who do you want the ball in their hands in the, in the last play. I'm giving it to Shea Gilgis-Alexander 10 times out of 10 over De'Aaron Fox. Um, I think it's yeah. more of an argument that D-Book is better than, than Shea Gilgis than De'Aaron Fox is better than Shea Gilgis. Um, so for... For Z, even for you to, to, to question De'Aaron Fox more than Devin Booker, that's where I'm like, why? 
Like, why? So, do you have De'Aaron Fox over Devin see, Booker? Because you were quicker to say Shea over D Book than you were to say over D Fox. The reason I said that is because my Warriors just lost to the Kings the other night, and I watched De'Aaron Fox absolutely cook in in the clutch. So, uh, a par- pardon me if my if my perspective is a little skewed. Nonetheless, uh, the only reason I said that is is to is literally saying he damn near took the words out of my mouth. They both they both are young and have been in the league for about the same time. So what so so what Sandy said, De'Aaron Fox has had a lot of time with the Kings. And my thing with the Kings is they're a dog water franchise. They're poverty. If you go there, expect to have at least seven years of your career wasted, ask Boogie Cousins. So I'm not I'm not banking on De'Aaron on, on De'Aaron Fox over Shea, specifically because Shea's been cooking. And like Sandy said, I would take the Thunder making a top four seed and making some noise in the West specifically over the Kings. The reason I'm doing that is because SGA is going to be at the helm of that, and De'Aaron Fox is at the helm of whatever the hell is going on with him and Sabonis. But the Sacramento Kings just don't, they don't, they don't, they don't, I don't have any fear about them. De'Aaron Fox has been around so long, I'm just like, all right, well, I mean, he got his hair cut, like, he's still fast, I guess, but that's about it. Like, Shea, I can see the potential in Shea, like, from the moment, like, just watching his production uh, increase this numbers increase I, over the course of the like last season. I think we've already tapped into De'Aaron Fox's potential in terms of. Right, that's like, right. That was, that was exactly what I was about to say. That was exactly what I was about to say. I think that De'Aaron Fox is like, unless he gets traded, this like, what more are we going to see? I, I I don't. There's nothing more that I'm going to just be like, oh yeah, okay, now he's on the scene. No, the, from the moment that that man touched down in Sacramento, the only thing that we've been talking about from De'Aaron Fox is is how fast he is. We haven't been talking about wins. Cause they ain't won a damn thing. They just they, they're the Sacramento Kings. So I'm yeah I'm I'm gonna take Shea. I'll take Shea for sure. I'm going Shea as well. Next up, Trey Young. All right, now here's the thing, and I'm I'm gonna say this from the most complete unbiased standpoint I can make as a Thunder fan. I'm gonna try my hardest to be unbiased here when I make this take. Um, I am as a player. I want to say Shea. Because Trey Young, especially this season and last season in the playoffs and for a bit of a stretch last season in general. So I'm not doing this off of recency bias. I'm doing this off of the last year even, um, ever since that 2021 playoff run. He is not as good efficiency-wise as people make him out to be or not as good as of a volume shooter as people make him out to be. I think, obviously, Trey Young is a has superstar talent. I think he can... Or not superstar talent. I don't know if I'd ever label him as a superstar, to be honest. Um, but he has high level star talent. He's, he's proved that obviously. And you know, the playoff run is there and, and he led Atlanta by himself. I think Atlanta is obviously much more built, better built than, than the Thunder are right now. The team around him is better, but I'm not going to really take that away from, from Trey. The reason I want to say Shea is because I feel like number one, Trey, Trey Young's size concerns me. I feel like Trey Young is a merchant off of pick and rolls where he just, you know, gets the center to set a screen from Clint Capella, and then he just pops it. Um, and he doesn't make those at a at a high percentage. That's my issue um, with Shea. And if you guys have been watching Thunder games lately, you give that guy the ball in his hand, he will make a play for you. He will get to the. By the way, Shea averages the most drives per game in the NBA right now, and I and I believe he's completing them at like a very high clip right now, like something in like the 56 percent range, maybe even sixty. I I didn't look too much into the the percentages, but I mean he's shooting over fifty percent in the season, so. You know, I'm 100% sure he's shooting over 50 in in the paint. Not only that, he can shoot the ball. Um, he can create for his teammates. Defensively, he is much miles better ahead of Trey Young. 
And I think that's why I'm going to have to take Shea as a basketball player. I can understand why you would say Trey Young, to be fair, but I think I'm taking Shea. I agree. Um, I can understand why you would take Trey, but for me, the same reason that Sandy pointed out, for me personally, it's a size matter pause because Trey is like, you know, what is he, 5'11, 5'10 or less? I, mean, I think he might be 6'1, actually, right? He's 6'1. But anyway, the point is, is that for Shea, I think I'm looking at it and I'm like, which player would I rather take? With Shea, he has a very deep bag. With Trey Young, to Sandy's point, the inefficiency is something that I that I laugh at because when Trey got into the league, you remember everybody was like, this is the next Steph Curry. Who's the next Steph Curry now? Jordan Poole. Ain't that crazy? We ain't talking about Trey Young being, being next Steph Curry no more. No, 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 no. We're not, no. We're not talking about that. Jordan Poole, Jordan Poole is the youngest oh player God. in Jordan Poole is the youngest player in Warriors history to reach 400 threes. Stop. 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 It stop. Just stop. Anyway, moving what? forward. Um yo. What? The, the youngest the, the young Steph Curry? What? Is that a is that a thing? Are people calling Jordan Poole the next Steph Curry? Yes, Warriors fans specifically. Oh, I genuinely God. never heard that that phrase, that sentence. I've ever never heard it either. So, have, so, any, so anytime that y'all have seen a Jordan Poole highlight on Instagram, you mean to tell me that you haven't went to the comment section at all? He is not never, Steph Curry. I, I read all the comments. I'm not saying I'm not saying that he's Steph Curry. I'm saying that when Trey, can y'all listen to me? When Trey Young got into the league, was he not being looked at as the next yes, Steph yes. Curry? Right. But Jordan Poole was not. Right, but but. Because of his inefficiency and his terrible numbers, and because of Jordan Poole literally being the second option on the Warriors and shooting 40-footers and half-court shots, you mean to tell me that he's not being looked at as the next Steph Curry? You mean to tell me I, that's crazy for y'all to imagine playing in the Warrior system as the next generation? What? He Stop thinks it. he's an ISO lord. He doesn't run around screens like that. Y'all get about the ball on his hands. Completely different. Just completely because complete you shoot and oh make threes God, on the Warriors. Bro. Also, that you youngest. Listen, that. by the way, by the way, that youngest, th those youngest player to reach this milestone are such BS. Because some players will come in in the league at 18, and guys like Steph Curry, who by the way are the same age as Westbrook, but he came in a draft class later. Like they'll stay an extra year or two in college. So I really don't like that. Like, oh, he was the youngest player to do it. Okay, we live in an era where players are coming into the league at a much younger age. Before it was normal to stay a couple extra years in college. Um, Jordan Poole, I guess, didn't because Steph Curry. I think he was uh, he joined the Warriors when he was like 20, 21, and he also had all those ankle injuries. Like, that's a weird stat to bring up to compare on why Jordan Poole is going to be. I the I, next I don't Steph Curry. I don't I don't I don't really care. Um, as a Warriors fan, I see this differently than y'all, and I'm just going to agree to disagree. But he but doesn't that's play like Steph is. at all. Back, back to my point. Back to my point. Wait, 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 real quick. Before, no, I'm, I'm just going to ask you one more question. Uh, does one more does question. he play like Stephen Curry? One more question. No, no, no. Sure. Whatever. Whatever. What, what, Buddy Heald was the fastest him. player to hit. I, I think it was 500 threes. Would you have called him the next Steph Curry? If there was I a just, player to hit the fastest threes? No, Buddy Heald was the fastest player, the youngest player, or the fastest player to hit a certain amount of threes. I think it was 1,000 or something weird like that. Would you, or no. Yeah, it was 1,000. Is he the next Steph Curry? No. Does he play for the Warriors? Is he going to be next in line to take Steph Curry's? So if Buddy Heald played on the Warriors. So if Buddy Heald played on the Warriors. No, 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 no. So if Buddy Heald played on the Warriors. If Buddy Heald played on the Warriors and he did that, is he the next Steph Curry? Answer the question. I'm not. I'm not answering. I'm not answering a hypothetical right now. I just want to answer Shea versus versus Trey. You already brought this up. That's it. So we have to finish. Yes, I brought it up because y'all play like Steph Curry. 
Does if hate. Jordan Jordan Poole in the playoffs was being compared to Steph Curry, that's what I said, and you can go back and look does at the he, comment section and tell like me Steph if I'm Curry. wrong. Don't tell me if I'm wrong. Go tell me. That's that's not, that's you, not the question are you're asking. Are you saying that he's that answer he is this? Answer this to Curry. me. Has Jordan Poole been com- at, has Jordan Poole been compared to Steph Curry in the last year? No. Since people have, have, compar- since people have compared him to Steph Curry simply because he's on the Warriors and he shoots. Okay, let me let me let me say this. Do you compare him to Steph Curry? Yes, obviously. Why wouldn't I compare you, him to Steph Curry? Because he plays nothing like don't him. Don't say obviously. Don't like say him. obviously. Bro. Okay, okay. He's, Jordan Poole he's on Curry. ball. Jordan Clarkson and one mixtape. Why? Jamal why Crawford. Why? He is not Stephen Curry. Just why? Just why? Just is why? Anthony? Is Anthony Simons? Can you compare Anthony Simons to Damian Lillard? He's that's much I, different. That's much different. So, no, I'm just saying that the idea of a player playing on the same team as another player just immediately mm-hmm. makes you the comparison to that player. I just That's think it point. has to do Jordan Poole, Jordan, Jordan, Jordan Poole, like, Jordan Poole, Jordan Poole is next in line to receive the keys to this franchise. And the person that he's going to receive those keys from is Steph Curry. Jordan yes. Poole does not play like Steph Curry in the form of off ball and any of that stuff. However, when I'm watching Warriors games, certain play calls that they would have designed for Steph Curry, they now have designed for also Jordan Poole, probably because the next generation of warrior talent is going to run through Jordan Poole at the helm after he finishes developing into whatever he develops into. So far, when Jordan Poole has been hitting these 35-foot pull-ups and shooting these fadeaway threes off screens and shooting these half-court shots, two of them in the finals, that is comparing him to Steph Curry in that regard, in shooting 35-foot pull-ups and coming off of screens and shooting fadeaways and shooting half-court shots in late-game three-pointers. That's where I'm comparing them shooting wise because it physically makes sense i'm not the only one doing it warriors fans are doing it hell steve kerr's doing it like what are you what are we doing right now how, how are y'all not saying that's all sense. i said that's that's all i said no you said he's no, the next he said he was curry. the next Steph curry that's what i got upset about i see mm-hmm. that jordan Poole is an elite free throw shooter similar right. to steph i see that he's confident in pulling from wherever similar to steph but i just think to call someone the next someone, they have to be identical, or else they're just a version of themselves with parts of that player's game. If you want to say Jordan okay. Poole, Jordan Poole plays uh, in a way that can be reminiscent of Steph Curry at times, I'm cool with that. But you said Jordan Poole is the next Steph Curry. Steph Curry is the best shooter of all time. Jordan Poole is not. Oh my! So That's so 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 so. Let me get this straight. When people are calling Victor Wembanyama the next highest draft prospect, yes, and compared he when wants people, to be a superstar. Oh, you know, I got a perfect example. When people were comparing Ben Simmons to LeBron James, specifically because of a Sports Illustrated cover edition, it was that justifiable? Or yes. how about earlier in the show? It was yes. more justifiable than no, 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 no. It was one hundred percent justifiable so, so because me, Ben so Simmons played like straight. a six-nine Magic Johnson. Played, he played like. He Let me get this straight. To LeBron. He been so so yes, so Ben Simmons. Nothing and near the level, but the play style. I'm talking about play style. The play style was 100 percent LeBron okay. James. You know what? No, it was. I, it was. It was 100 percent LeBron James. So, 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 I just has, did a video that, on Ben Simmons. That, I looked into his. Has that, it has not. It has not materialized into anything. But calling that's someone what the I, next yeah, someone right. is supposed to be because they have a similar play style. So so Ben Simmons' play style that he had back then, apparently when he had a jump shot. Gets into the league, completely doesn't have a jump shot anymore, and now he's not being known LeBron as nobody has ever called him LeBron right. James since he's gotten the league. Right, 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 right. He shouldn't have been. He shouldn't have been compared from the start. I was preaching that from when the moment that he walked into the league. Yes, he should. Why are you comparing him to LeBron James? 
because his play well, style. Obviously, we're not comparing him saying so he's going play, to be so, the next so, LeBron James. So his we, play style no is one, LeBron James. There was so no what I'm one hearing like is when people, were, when people were comparing Ben Simmons to LeBron James, basically what I'm hearing is that set him up for failure because now he's playing like Ben Simmons. There was no one else to compare him to coming out his the draft. His play style. His so play now style. Y'all are no, mad at me for com- no, because so y'all are getting mad at me for comparing Jordan Poole to Steph Curry's shooting lies. No, you said you he's said, the next you Steph said Curry. He's the next Steph Curry. That's what we're trying to. Okay, 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 okay. Okay. You know what? You know what? I, I'll take. I'll, I'll rephrase my statement. I guess since y'all's booties are tickled, he's not the next Steph Curry. He plays. He plays. He plays a style of basketball when he's shooting threes. His three-point decision making, maybe, since I have to actually break this thing down for y'all, is similar to Steph yes. Curry. And on top of that, he is next in line to take the keys of the franchise. So the Warriors are looking at him like a little Steph Curry. Matter of fact, let's talk. I'm going to pull a picture that I just saw earlier, pretty much as, as giving a reason as to why I just said that. But I'm taking Shea. I'm taking Shea. I'm taking Shea. <laughs> let's, let's keep going. I, 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 okay, let's just keep going. I'm not going to keep arguing this. I, oh my, God. my gosh. The, the Warriors do not have the same aspirations for Poole than they did for Curry, but whatever. Not even close. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> uh, Paul George. Shay or Paul George? Paul George. PG. Yeah, Paul George. Uh, Anthony Davis. Like, as a basketball player or as, like, I'm going to build a team around them and we're considering, like, real life what Anthony Davis is in, in the real world? As a basketball player at this <laughs> Like, healthy, healthy Anthony Davis, like, actually playing, obviously Anthony Davis. But if we're talking, like, real life situation, I'm taking Shea 10 times out of 10. Why would you ever want to take Anthony Davis over Shea Gilgis Alexander right now? As a bad, unless you're, well, technically, unless, you're, unless you're guaranteed Anthony Davis for the whole season playing that's, like that's the Anthony true. Davis, bro. Player I wouldn't take. Player, I would take AD. like thirty players over Anthony yeah, Davis right now, yeah. like in terms of yeah, no, it's Shea, hundred percent. But player for player, uh, as a player, healthy, fully healthy, yeah, hey, okay, Anthony Davis. Last one, John Morant. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. I think offensively, John Morant. Edges Clay by a little bit, but it's Clay's defensive ability. Or Clay, sorry, Shea. Sorry, I just have so much Clay Thompson hate in my head uh, every time I look at Z. Uh, <laughs> um, hey, hey, the Warriors won with Jordan Poole last night with, with Steph Curry out. They, yeah, they there, you go. Like there you go. Steph Curry out with Steph Curry out against the Spurs. No, against the Spurs. I'm saying about Clay Thompson. Not Steph you, just Curry. Said, you just said with Steph Curry out, though. That's what I'm saying. Oh, with, I know with what Clay you meant, but out. you said Steph Curry out. Yeah. Clay yeah. Thompson out, and they finally win a game, baby. Uh, no, I'm joking. I love Clay. Um, I, ah, the Grizzlies are much better built than the Thunder. Like they are built to be like a a playoff team. Um, the Thunder are close to getting to that spot, but I think player for player, I take Shea. I take Shea. I'm taking John. I'm taking John. I'm taking John. I think I take Shea. I think defensively Shea is much better. I think Shea has a much better frame. I think Shea's bag is deeper. I think Shaw can finish at the rim. Even finishing, I I look like Shea averages the most drives per game. Like he is not scared to get to the paint and he does it at a very high efficiency. Um, I I don't see any reason or not any reason why you want to take Shea. Obviously, if you take Jaw, I can understand it. They are very close, but I don't think why you would say Jaw so quick. I don't understand why there isn't any. I don't think. I don't think more so. The, the playoff success I've seen. That's, that's what I was saying. 100%, that's what I was saying. That's what 100%, I was but I think if you put Shea on that Grizzlies team rather than Jaw, where you have a team built like that, 
that is built for the playoffs. Like the Thunder aren't built for the playoffs. Like we're not trying yeah, to win. Yeah. The Grizzlies but have a different the problem. Mindset. It's it's yeah, hard. But it's a, the, exactly. And, but I'm talking player for player right now. I'm not talking team situations where it's and like you know what it is. If and the Grizzlies if we're, were like doing... 20 and three without John Morant, by the way. Yeah, and they won a lot yeah. of games in the playoffs without John Morant. So if we're doing player for player, I'm taking Shea Gilgis Alexander. That's not crazy to say. That, that's the issue. I just think. Um, I mean, Shea is built like the, his frame, his already defensive IQ for the future. I think if, you know, if Shea develops and keeps good numbers on a good team, he, he'll be better than John Moran. But if John was on a trash team, I think he'd be dropping 50 very often. He's, I think, a very explosive scorer. And while the playmaking IQ might not be as slowed down as it is Shea, and he wouldn't have a he wouldn't be a floor raiser like Shea is. I think he's such an explosive scorer for a point guard that I'd give him the edge right now. And if we're talking this in terms of player for player, um, not worrying about team success, like we're trying to judge players, Shea could be top ten in the league. I 100%. I was shaky at first. If he keeps this up the whole season, and he's well, he's going to be all NBA. Um, Next season with Chet's back and the Thunder, if they, they get some 3 and D guys that are actually going to be ready to win as opposed to develop, Thunder get a, like, he could be in an MVP race. So I want to, I watched him yesterday, Shay. I don't understand how he gets by people so easily, but it's like a, it's like a tween and he Slithery creates Hall of Fame on Marcus' so part. Like, just like one dribble, lay. Like, I don't understand how he's that fast when he doesn't look fast, but he's just a separation lord. Can I ask y'all a, can I ask y'all a question about Marcus Smart? Yeah. Is he, is he overrated now to y'all just a little bit? No, because people thought Drew should win the – or Drew was the best perimeter defender. I'm, okay, I'm so, so, so to y'all his – Intangibles matter. Intangibles matter. Uh huh. So, so his depoy, do, do y'all look at that? Like, and cause this, this is my thing with him being looked at with him being the reigning defensive player of the year. Like he'd be getting cooked by most point guards. Um, well, he's also, like, there's also a lot of good point guards in the league. I think he deserved the award. Other people just deserve it. The, I think yeah, he had a right. depoy caliber season. There were just uh-huh, other yeah. players who did it better. So my thing is I like, I would have gave it to Drew. I think if Marcus got one last year, Drew got to get one in the next like three years, please. Like, let's be realistic, NBA. If we're if we're giving out to the guards, Drew Holiday, what he did to Marcus Smart in the playoffs, like, I mean, come on now, he deserves his credit. I just feel like I feel like if Marcus Smart just won a depoy, Drew Holiday deserves one, like for sure. Do it for the Holiday family. The other brothers ain't doing much. Damn. No, they're nice on the Hawks. I'll Aaron. be honest. Aaron and Justin. Aaron and Justin. That's, that's the last player you had for Shea, right? Yes. I think that's Rapson. That's all yeah. I got. I cannot. Dude, we got to do a whole Jordan Poole yep. show. But I. Anyway, that comparison is nuts. Crazy. But a, we're running a, short on time, I'm so I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna end the I'm gonna end the show now. We're running a little short on time, but thank you for tuning in. I think this was episode 27, and we'll see you for episode 28. 27. See, a peace.